this year I made, <laughs> coming into this year, Cat's going to kill me for this, um, I, I made a goal that I, I noticed that the, that the Lord had been expanding my territory. <laughs> you know, like, 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 you know, <laughs> and I didn't like that very much. I was like, God, you expanded my territory. I don't, really, you know, I don't know about this. And so I decided that I was going to go on a diet, and my goal was to just to lose 12 pounds. I was like, I just want to get to this weight. I'm, I lose 12 pounds. And it's, uh, it's April, last Sunday in April, going into May. It's not April. It is, yeah, April, going into the May. I just want to tell you how I am. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I wanted to lose uh, 12 pounds. I'm 18 pounds from my goal, though, so <laughs> so I'm getting there, you know. I'm getting there. And, uh, <laughs> some of you are just not getting that, like, ah, uh, awful. I'm talking this morning about a little idea that I just had this week. I'll go ahead and tell you, though, my sermon isn't polished this morning. Normally, on most occasions, I love to have my sermons, um, to come up with my sermons about a month ahead of time and then just sit on it for like a month, you know, and just pray over it. And, and it kind of becomes part of you by that time. And then you have a, have a chance to, to just share it and share your heart. And so that's what I intend to do and I wanted to do. But this week, I was making this sermon up for a month from now, and I was going to sit on it, and I really felt like God was impressing on my heart, hey, I want you to share it this week, I want you to share it this week, I was like, but God, it's, it's not ready, you know, let me just do it later, I know it's good, but it, not, it ain't great, let me just like, and then Kat came in here today, she, I love Kat, she came in here, and she said, why are you worrying about it, Drake? If God wants you to say it, don't you think he'll give you the right words to say when you're up there? So just give the sermon and quit worrying about it. And so today, you're awesome. Today will be it will be a sermon called um, Defending Defending the Pharisees. So if you're taking notes and you want to write that down, it's going to be called Defending the Pharisees. Well, let's pray, and then we'll get started with what we're going to talk about today. God, thank you for everything that you've given us. Thank you for letting us be here in this moment. I pray that you will speak through me that you speak to us, God, that you would deliver a message, a point. I pray that you would just take away the distractions from me and my mind. God, I pray that you would just help me. And, and more importantly, God, we just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that you, have given, that you have blessed us as you have, God, that you have blessed this church. And we pray that you continue to bless us as we walk after you, God. And, and all the prayer requests that we have, we just second that. We say, please come through for us, God. You are our only hope, and, and, but you are enough, and we know that, God. And so in your name I pray, amen and amen. So it was my birthday. I'm 25 now. <clears throat> it was my birthday on April the 8th. So now that I'm 25, Miss Melanie, I pretty much just say whatever I feel. So I just, I just, I mean, when you get 25, you can do that. Just tell it how it is. And so uh, the other day, Cat was had this birthday for me and this birthday party. Uh, Su surprise party more or less planned out for me but I didn't know about it when I woke up and so when I woke up I said hey babe I know what I want to do today for my birthday I want to go down to the uh, golf course down there at Dancing Rabbit and I want to play golf there and then they had this all you can eat buffet and we had everything already paid for and so uh, so we can go and eat some some uh, what is it called crab legs I love crab legs Does anybody else like crab legs I don't know anybody I love crab and so all you can eat crab legs golfing for free I was like count me in let's do that and Kat kindly responded well babe I don't want to do that for your birthday I said 
<laughs> okay, well, who died and made you? You know, whatever, whatever. I, it's like, it's my birthday. I want to do what I want to do for my birthday, cat. And, and I said this a couple of times, and finally she just said, Drake, trust me. I have a, I have a, I have a plan. Just trust me. And I said, okay, fine, fine. That's, that's whatever. And so little did I know she had this whole thing planned out. Um, we, we went out to eat, and all my friends were there. And um, if you wasn't there, you're still my friend. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know. Well, uh, and so they all came, and we went and played mini putt-putt. And not only that, Mr. David, but they let me win in mini putt-putt. So that was really nice. Uh, Kat normally would just kick my butt, but she was gracious and I beat her by like 30 strokes so that's just whatever and anyways the point of the story is that that Kat had this idea she had this plan but I didn't know the plan and so early that day I fought against it I said I have an idea I have a purpose let's do something else and many times in our life if we're not careful God will have a plan for us God will have a plan for his church God will have something that he wants us to do and if we are not careful we can like the Pharisees did come up against God's plan and his will and we can find ourselves fighting against the very one that we're supposed to be fighting for but amen but my idea this morning is to actually defend the Pharisees you think you were going to defend the Pharisees? Yes, I am going to defend the Pharisees. I want us to go put ourselves in their stinky little sandals and walk a mile in their shoes this morning. Because I think if we can put ourselves in their shoes, we will understand who we are even more. Right? So these Pharisees that we're about to defend this morning, they... I, I, I kind of feel bad for them because they got started all, off at a good point. They had some really, really good intentions. They started, so Jesus is living in about 3 B.C., 1 B.C., something like that. They started 400 years earlier, and they started out as a sect because, because the Greeks invaded Israel. And they started to, um, they called it Hellenization. They started to spread Greek culture all around Israel. And the, the, the Israelites, they were like, hey, everybody's just acting like a Greek. Everybody's worshiping. They're becoming polytheistic. They're all doing these bad sexual um, things. So let, let's separate ourselves from the culture and let's go back to God's word. And so that's what the Pharisees did. They went back from where they were. They went back and they said, hey, let's Let's just, let's just open God's Word and do what it says. That's how they got started. A very righteous thing, very good thing. And they started to separate themselves from the culture. And they did this, and over time, it became something that it was never meant to come. But more than that, could you imagine the pressure that these Pharisees were under? They were given the paton. Is that what it is? The baton or paton in racing? What is it? They were giving the baton and handed it off. And they were like, hey, you guys got to defend the word of God. 
And so when these other ideas would come up, and they would come up in their culture, the Pharisees would rise up, and they would say, hey, that's not what the Word of God says. That's not how you should live your life. You should live your life like A, B, or C. And that was their job. Their job was to defend the Word of God. That is an enormous amount of pressure. But not only that, not only that, they got started the right way. They defended the Word of God. But do you know these people, these Pharisees, that the Bible gives a bad rap, Jesus gives a bad rap, and rightfully so. But do you know that the whole time they were trying their best to defend God? They thought that they were serving God. The whole time they was like, we think that we are serving God. But it turns out, it turns out that they weren't. They weren't. They were actually fighting against the very one that they should have been like like they should have been fighting for. And so my idea today is to is 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 that I don't want us right to become someone like this. I don't want us to become a a Pharisee. And so I'm going to give you five things that we can do to like not put ourselves in that situation. Just an idea, uh, by the way. Um isn't it so cool that we can have kids in church? Like, it really is, because, like, think about it. If we didn't have kids in church, we wouldn't have another generation serving God. Right? Right? You see, it? You see how you get that? And so I think it's amazing that we, like, that, 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 that we are able to bring kids in church. I think that is such a blessing from God. That is such an amazing thing that we can raise up a generation. And so, yeah, that's, that's just, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, just to say that that is really cool. And anyways, back to my idea. We have five things that we can do not to become a Pharisee. Here's number one. We need to, first, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. And what do we need to pray for? Well, that was number one. Number two is this. We need to have wisdom. We need to have wisdom. So if you have your Bible, turn with me here. Turn with me to Acts chapter 5, verse 34 to 39. Acts chapter 5, verse 34 through 39. And I'll show you this. Acts 30. Acts 5, 34 through 39. If you got it, say amen. Okay, and if you don't, say hold on. There you go. Oh, you're one step ahead. All right. So verse 34 says this, But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law, a respect and respected by all people. Babe, did I say that right? Last week she said, you know that girl that she was calling Phobia yesterday? I was like, last week she said, I said, yeah. She said, her name is Phoebe, Drake. It's Phoebe. It's pronounced Phoebe. I was like, I'm sorry. Just like, just correct me, you know, while I'm up there. So anyways, there we go. So Gamaliel, I think, is how we got, got that. Who was an expert in religious law and respected by all people. He stood up and ordered that the men be sent out. Now these men, it was Peter and I think um, somebody else, be sent out of the council of the chamber. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Verse 36, some time ago there was a fellow named Thotus. 
who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was a name, a man named Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he too was killed, and his followers were scattered. So verse 38, he says, so this is my advice. Now remember, this is a Pharisee giving this advice. He says, so here's my advice. Leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning on doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. And that right there is wisdom spitted out by that man. He had some serious, serious wisdom. And I think, right, the, I've told you this story the other day. I asked Kat, what, I've said Kat like a hundred times, I'm like, okay, give a different example. I'm going to, after this is my last one. I asked Kat the other day, uh, what, what's your biggest fear? I've said this before, and she turned around and she said, my biggest fear is to get to the end of my life and think the whole time that I was serving God for him to only to look at me and said, you are not serving God me. And that's exactly what these Pharisees were doing. They thought in their mind that they were serving God and doing the right thing. I can put myself in, in their shoes because I've been there. And it turns out, oh, they really, was, they really weren't. And so if you want to not do that, you need some wisdom. And so how do you get wisdom? James 1 says it like this. I love it. It says, if you need wisdom, ask your generous heavenly Father for it. And guess what? He will give you wisdom. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God and God alone. Because a person with divided loyalties is, is unstable as they wave in the sea, tossing and turning wherever the wind blows. Such a person should not expect to receive anything from God. And so if you need wisdom, ask God. Ask God. Ask God. And it's also good, hear me, right? It's also good to have some people around you that have wisdom. It's also good to have, be around people around you that have wisdom. But hear this. If you have people around you that have wisdom, but you yourself are a fool, you will think that their wisdom is folly. Because it takes wisdom to recognize wisdom. Didn't Pac say it like this? He said, game, recognize game. Was that, I think that was right? I don't know, really. Was it? Uh, yeah, game recognize, wisdom recognizes wisdom. So we got to ask God, hey, can you give me some wisdom? Not many people can put Tupac and Jesus in a sermon together and just like give it. I don't know, here we are. <laughs> this will be my last day. Okay, third thing that we need. We need to elevate God's word. We need to elevate God's word. And so what does that mean, Drake? Elevate God's word, like what, what, what are you even talking about? Okay, let, let me give you, um, the, the, if you want to elevate God's word, you must first elevate God's word in your mind. Because it's a mental thing, it's a thought thing. You have to elevate it in your mind. But to elevate God's word in your mind, you first have to what? You have to know God's word. You have to read it. You have to know it. You have to memorize some of it. You have to know God's word. These Pharisees that we give such a hard time, do you know by the time that they were 16, they had the entire Torah memorized? The first five books of the Bible, they had it memorized. 
I mean, could you imagine, you know, one of them being uh, in today, being in a beauty pageant, walking down? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Pharisee, they watch Netflix for fun, hang out with friends, and they memorize the Torah all day. That's what they do for fun, right? Could you imagine? About the time they were 16 years old, had the whole thing memorized. They, they knew God's Word. And you've you got to know God's Word too. But turn with me real quick to Matthew chapter 7. I want to show you this because this, it's so important. It's so important that we don't just know God's Word, but that we actually put it into practice. Matthew, I mean Mark, Mark, forgive me, Mark 7, verse 1. Let me put a little plug. Um, Wednesday nights, um, I think they're pretty cool. I think Wednesday nights are pretty cool. If you come, you you're like nodding your head right now because you're like, yeah, they are really cool. And and um, if you but if you want to come to a Wednesday night, I would I would advise you to come this Wednesday night. Like, oh, so excited! Uh, I really want to give this. It was a sermon that I was gonna give today, but then God was like, kind of kicked me off, and He was like, hey, but it's just a conversation. That's all it is. That's all we do on Wednesday nights. We have a conversation. But the conversation that we're gonna get into this Wednesday night, I am like, it's gonna be. It's going to be cool. So if y'all want to come, that's a little plug for Wednesday night. And so anyways, Mark chapter 7, um, verse 1, it says this. It says, One day some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual and hand washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of the many traditions that they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Verse 5, So the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law asked him, being Jesus, why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. But Jesus replied, verse 6, You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. He wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts, their hearts, they are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And here we go, verse 8. Get this. This is what I wanted to say. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own traditions. And so not only, hear me now, not only do you have to know God's law, but you cannot ignore it. James chapter 1, I love that verse. It speaks to the same thing. It says if a person, now I think this is 1 Corinthians 13. I don't know, but it says, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later. It, it says if a person looks into a mirror, it's James 1. And then he, 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 a person who reads God's laws and then forgets it is like a person who looks into a mirror and then walks away and forgets what he looks like. But the person who looks deeply into the perfect law of God and obeys it is blessed in all that he does. So not only reading it and understanding, but actually obeying it. And here's what the Pharisees did, okay? Here's what the Pharisees did. They took God's law and they took their tradition and they and here's what they did. They said, God's law, our traditions. God's law, we know them both, but which one are we going to elevate? And they said, let's elevate our tradition. And they that's what they did. They said, oh, and then God's law went, oh, 
And if we want to keep from being like that, right, we need to have the flip-flop effect, not to say that tradition is bad, not to say that the way that we've done it is bad. Um, D.L. Moody, I love it when he said this. He said, before you take up a fence, ask why it was there in the first place. That's good advice, isn't it? Before you dig up a fence, ask why. So we're not saying this is a bad thing. We're just saying, what are we elevating in our minds? What are we elevating? We are elevating the Word of God, right? What's the third thing that we need to do? Because I think we're almost out of time. We need to pray. We need to ask for wisdom. We need to elevate God's Word. We also need to have a lot of courage. Courage. These Pharisees, They were 400 years, 400 years that they were in this whole idea of like Pharisees. So all the way back to the Maccabean Revolt, they, Greeks invaded. Now the Pharisees were were practicing like this is how to observe God's law for 400 years. That's just to give you an idea. Uh, America, when was it founded? 17 what? 76, 245 years ago. 245 years ago, America, America uh, colonized. It was first colonized in 1567 in St. Augustine, Florida, by the Spanish. By the, isn't that crazy? 400 years ago, almost 400 years ago. That's the amount of time that we have that these Pharisees were in their sects and that they were ruling and they were the ruling class and that everybody looked to them. 400 years. That's almost 25 generations long. And so could you imagine the courage that it would take to say, this is how you've been doing it for 400 years, but I think that it's wrong. It would take a lot, a lot of courage. I'll tell you this quick little story. There's a guy named Noah. Do y'all remember the little family about three weeks ago that came and sat right here on the second row? It was like a whole slew of them. It's a big family. Um, one of the guys that was there is a guy by the name of Noah. And Noah was in my old youth group. And one day, all these kids started picking on this other little guy. All the youth groups started picking on that other little guy. And I was kind of out there practicing and going through my sermon. And I noticed that Noah got up. And he said, y'all, we are coming to church to worship a God, and you're going to pick on somebody because of X, Y, or Z? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. And so Noah said, come on, buddy. You can come sit with me and grab that little kid that they were picking on and takes, takes him, and Noah sits right here, and the other little kid sits right there. And I respected Noah so much after that, but it took a lot of courage for him to get up in front of his friends and almost, quote-unquote, like, like, say, what are y'all doing? This is dumb, and take that little kid. That's a lot of courage, but I think we need courage in our lives, too. Lastly, um, pride, pride. Lastly, we, 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 we don't need to have pride in our lives. Um, I wore this state shirt. Yeah, Mr. Day, yeah, anybody else? Some of you love it, some of you hate it. We played Vanderbilt today, and so I, I, I'm going to be praying after this because I'm going to be like, God, please help us beat Vanderbilt, you know? I don't know. But we got one last night, so it's okay. I'm okay. We got one. I'm good. M- do you know, being a Mississippi State fan, will it will do to your pride? It will destroy it, you know? Like, you think that you're good one year, and then you're just like, boom, you get beat by the worst team. I don't know. It's like your pride. So you just stay humble as a Mississippi State fan. You're just like, yeah, we may. But we may blow it up any minute now. You never know. Now, Alabama fans, LSU fans, okay, we pray for your pride. You have right reason to be. Mississippi State Ole Miss, we are humble, you know, very humble. You know, if you're old school, you say humble. You don't even have an H in there. I don't know. 
We have to be sure that our pride is in check too because if we don't, then we will become like the Pharisees and, 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 and I, I want to try to warn us and guide us against that. And I think that's a good thing because I know in my life that I can become like a Pharisee as well. On Easter, I wrote a poem, and the co- poem was called Pete. I don't know if you remember this, but I said, sometimes I feel like Peter, sometimes I feel like Peter. And then there's a line in there, and here's what it says. It says, so disgusted by somebody else's denial that the rooster reminds me of my own. And that's true for my life. That's true for my life. Why? Because I let pride. And so today... I find myself knowing that, hey, I need to pray for these things. I need to pray for these things. I think that may be one reason God was like, hey, give this message, because it, it was for me. It was for me. I become like a Pharisee so much. And my pride, sometimes it says, no, you're not a Pharisee. You're not a Pharisee. But I know when I humble myself, I'm like, yeah, I can be. Yeah, I can be. And so Miss Melanie's going to come and play, and Miss um, Diane's going to come and sing and lead us. And, and I'm going to be at the altar praying, and if you want to come down as well, we're going to give you that opportunity to come and say, God, would you help me? Once again, we're trying to get wisdom. We're trying to elevate God's word. We're going to pray. And then we're just going to humble ourselves. And we're going to say, God, will you give us the boldness and the courage to step out when we see something is wrong? And so let's pray. And if you feel like you want to come, you, may, you can come. God, thank you for everything that you've given us today. God, we love you and we thank you. I pray that you speak through us. I pray that you've spoken through me, God. And, and more importantly, we pray that, that, that you would speak now to our hearts and our lives, God. We love you and we thank you for everything that you've given us. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you all for joining us today on our next episode of Postscript. I hope you're having an amazing day and thank you for tuning in with us. We have Miss Catherine here with us today. She's got some questions for us from this last Sunday. And so if you want to, you can go ahead and read them. We're going to try to keep it under five minutes and kind of be quick. They have a little five-minute Friday thing. So. Question one, did you watch the game this week? <laughs> Not <laughs> Question one. A little faster than that. Did, did I you watch the, the game, game this week? <laughs> Uh, I did. Uh, I don't know which game you're referring to, but if it's a Golden State Warriors game. <laughs> you better believe I did. And if it's the Mississippi State game, I did not watch it. Actually, I listened to it, and all I have to say about that game is I'm so sorry, Ole Miss. Two, my friend at school keeps lying. What should I do? Um, I think it depends on if they're a Christian or not. You know, I mean, if they're a Christian, maybe address them. Uh, if they're not, then then maybe maybe not. What do you think? I think it depends on the circumstance. I agree and disagree. Well, I guess I agree really with that. If they're a Christian, I think it's good to call them out, but in a subtle, as nice as possible way. Don't be rude about it, and don't be like and don't do it in front of people it. too. Yeah, do it one-on-one and, and be kind about it. Um, if they're not a Christian, I think depending on maybe how the person is, how their personality is, maybe you could tell them in a nice way and just, you know, um, just tell them that it's wrong because it's not honest. Mm-hmm. But as I said, in a kind way. Question. And two, it kind of has to do with what they're lying about. Yes, maybe. it does. What so. they're lying about. Mm-hmm. Question three. What's the best approach to tell someone about the gospel? Uh, it depends on who you're talking to. It depends. I mean, if you're talking to, like, if I go do door-to-door, for example, 
I'll pray with them, ask them if they have any prayer requests, and at the end of their prayer, I'll say, and in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And then I'll follow that up with, we always pray in Jesus' name, and I'm just wondering, do you believe about Jesus? And if they do, then great. And if they don't believe in Jesus, then I'll proceed to tell them about Jesus. Uh, if, if, if it's somebody, you know, that... that is a little bit different like let's say it's a friend or a family member or something like that then I would not use that that format I would I would just start with where they are and so if they like she was speaking earlier about uh, like before we turn the camera on about like atheists who struggle with that well I'll probably start with like my own personal experience and how God has helped me I think that'd be a good way to start or if it was somebody that you could just um, that knew they need to do better then you could just say hey look you know God has grace why don't you just come to church with us and let's start from there so it's just different ways um, whoever asked that question if you would uh, come and Come maybe and see me uh, this Wednesday or Sunday or something like that. Maybe I can help you and better understand your situation. I can better help give you advice. Question number four. Where have you gone on Friday for evangelism? Uh, Benton Country Club. Like right there in Benton, behind Benton Country Club. <laughs> There's a little subdivision. That's where, we're, that's where I've been every week so far. Just kind of go house to house and I'll just go down the road there. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've done so far. Question number six. This Sunday you said that every Christian would be equal in heaven. I don't find that in the Bible. Can you explain? Oh, uh, well, well, there's a reason you can't find it in the Bible, and it's because it's not, it's not in there. Uh, this Sunday was about uh, visibility and, and value and not, not equating your visibility or lack thereof with like God's value. So just because a million people don't know your name or, or you don't have a million followers on Instagram, don't let, that, don't let that make you feel like God doesn't see you or that God doesn't care. But like in heaven, we will all be judged according to like with what we are given. And so if you remember that parable of the, the, the farmer uh, or, or the debtor, he gave like a, the parable of the talents. He said, you have one to one person. He said, you take this one talent and you take these three talents. He said to another one and to another servant, he said, Here, here's five talents. And when he came back, he judged each of the three servants according to what he did with the, the, their talents. And so um, the same thing is kind of true biblically. Like we, are, we will be judged off of what we were given. And so don't let, uh, God sees everything. Um, and, and so don't, don't feel discouraged if you feel that nobody notices your good that you're doing. Um, because God says the first will be last, the last will be first, and those who seem like the greatest will actually be the least, and those who are the least will actually be the greatest. So, um, and if I can just make one little statement, like if you're, if you, if, if, if you're like, well, people do see me right now. People are, I am in the greatest. Like I have, I'm, I'm high up in my job, or I'm, uh, I, I make this much money. I have a, I'm, have a fluent. Um, a power like I am in one of those greatest which I would say many people in America would be would be that don't let that scare you because the problem isn't visibility the problem is when you lose humility so if you're if you're visible and you're humble good you're that's good that's a good thing you want to be you want to stay humble 
But if you're visible and you don't have humility, then that's gonna that's gonna take you apart. And so um, I think that's really where the verse is. The least will be the greatest, and the greatest will be the least. On um, the problem there, I believe, is, is, is humility. And uh, so that makes sense mm -hmm. a little bit. I know that I kind of got off track, but uh, did I answer the question? Uh huh. Did I really? I'm I'm serious. Did I? Because I can do it again. Okay, okay, good. Um, well, is that all the questions that we have for today? I hope we kept it under five minutes. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. But thank you for tuning in. And um, I will see you next time on PostScript. And hopefully I'll see you all Sunday. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and an amazing weekend. And um, go Benton Raiders. Hopefully we'll get that second playoff win Thursday. So, bye. Mm -hmm.